Hello, and thank you for listening to this Fun Board Council podcast. This is a 15 minute excerpt of our longer podcasts, and the full podcasts are available exclusively to Fun Board Council members via their member portal. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more about membership, please do contact us via our website at funboards.org. In the meantime, happy listening. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the inaugural uh, Fun Board Council uh, Luxembourg event. I'm Alan Chalmers. I'm a special advisor at the Fun Board Council and the former publisher of Funds Europe magazine. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity briefly to thank Craig Blair and Franklin Templeton for hosting us here today. Uh, I did twist his arm slightly. Uh, but he was a, a, very a very obliging twistee, so I thank him very much. Uh, I'd also like to thank Camille Toms, Emmanuel Gutong of Alfie for partic participating here, and also Marco Zwick of the CSSF. Um, what is the purpose of today? Uh, the purpose of today is for us to hear from Luxembourg and Luxembourgers about what is happening in Luxembourg so that we can relay that back to our FBC members in London and in Dublin. It's about speaking to the experts who can communicate the true story of what's happening here, the regulations, the governance issues, etc., so we can all learn from your experiences. That is the primary purpose. It will be recorded, it will be made available to FBC members, uh, but only FBC members. It will not be available publicly, so any questions or any discussions will be very restricted purely to FBC members, and any mention in any FBC newsletters will be completely anonymised. So it's very private, it's really just about getting direction. One of the strengths of the FBC Council has been its good relationship with regulators uh, and getting from regulators, not just this is the new regulation, but what they're thinking, what they're seeing. It's about creating a roadmap for fund boards so that they can understand what's the thinking of the regulator, so they can anticipate, so that they can look at how they change business practices going forward. Uh, in the course of today, Shift in Asia will say a few brief words about the FBC to explain what we, what we do and what's our remit. Uh, we will then uh, go on to the interview with Philip Warland and Marco Zwick. Philip Warland uh, is so knowledgeable about the industry. He was the Director General of the predecessor of the IA. He's worked at the Bank of England. He's been at Fidelity. He's been a poacher, a gamekeeper and everything in between. So he will be able to give us a good perspective. Then we've got a very good panel discussion uh, being moderated by Sheena Gordon-Hart, uh, who I think if there's somebody in Luxembourg that doesn't know Sheena, that's an amazing feat in itself. But Sheena uh, will be uh, speaking with three experts uh, from the industry. Uh, first of all, Corinne. Uh, who's the CEO of Fidelity and the current chair of Alfie. Uh, Emmanuel, who's the director of taxation at Alfie and also legal affairs. 
and Craig Blair, who is the country head and CEO of Franklin Templeton. Uh, they will be leading a discussion. After that, we'll have a brief presentation from Brandon Horowitz, uh, who's talking about one of the big issues affecting uh, fund boards these days, which is about ESG and understanding it in the context of fund board governance. After that, we'll have a chance to uh, mingle and mix uh, for informal questions, formal questions, any questions, uh, with some drinks uh, afterwards, which if you can stay, that would be much appreciated. So in the uh, true sense of the word, let's get on to the meat. I'll invite uh, Craig Blair, CEO of Franklin Templeton, just to say a few words. Thank you, Alan. Um, we're delighted to have everybody here today. Thank you very much for attending. Um, we are honoured as Franklin Templeton to be members of the Funders Board Council. We are funded member uh, in the last three and a half years. We welcome Shiv and the team here today. Franklin Templeton, just briefly, we've been here for 31 years in the market. Uh, we have 90 people here on the ground. We have 10 branches and so 320 people across our legal, legal entity. We passport to four different uh, countries in addition to having funds in Luxembourg. So we have a good understanding of governing dynamics across different jurisdictions. Um, we have, you know, from open-ended mutual funds through to, until recently, in investment trusts in the UK uh, with some very independent boards uh, that we've had to um, report to. Um, just last week, we had our Fondal Proprietia board in Romania come here to do due diligence on us. So last week, I was in this room being grilled by them on um, the, the management company and governance. Uh, today I've got Sheena grilling us on, on governance, so I, I know which one I prefer last week. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for attending and uh, I will hand over to Shiv, I believe. Thank you. Craig, thank you very much for having us this afternoon and I promise you we'll leave it at least three months before we do this again at your offices. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for making the time to join us. Uh, I hope you'll find the time well spent. Um, in your little packs in front, uh, we've included a short brochure which talks about what FBC has plans to do in 2022. So I won't go over that. I hope you'll have a chance to spend a minute or two. A question I do get asked, so we're three years old, just over three years old, as Craig uh, referenced. And the question I'm, I get asked most often is, why did we set up Fund Boards Council? And I'll just take a minute or two to talk about why exactly we did what we did. FBC was set up really in the white heat of the market study in the UK, but it became immediately apparent to us in less than six months from there that the conversations we were having with boards in the UK were not dissimilar to conversations that were being had by boards in Ireland, boards in Luxembourg, and indeed boards in other, in other jurisdictions. So a key premise of our work was really to understand what the issues were of what the common issues were in terms of governance and what were the issues that were slightly different and then essentially to see how we could play a role to marry the areas of common interest and understand what the differences were. Now, in an ideal environment, we would have done this meeting two and a half years ago, but I'm actually quite glad we've had the opportunity over the past couple of years to reflect on some of these issues as they've played out in the marketplace. So, the question, a second question I often get asked is from a fund board council perspective or from a board governance standpoint, what's really changed in the last four or five years? And the answer is really simple. If you look back at fund governance 20 years ago, it was incredibly 
simple in the context of it was compliance based on regulation with very little oversight of governance. If you look at what's happened in the last five or six years in terms of both regulation, but the impact that regulation has had on governance, it's been immense. So the primary role of an organization like ours is to better understand what the roles and responsibilities are of boards, not just of independent directors on boards, as important as that is, not just executive directors on boards, as important as they are, but also those people. So if, you, if we were sitting in a round table here, for example, and if you look to the person on your left and right, there are three or four groups of people here. There are directors on boards, non-exec and exec, but there are also people in this room who may not sit on a board, but who have a fundamental impact on the success of a board. They're pretty important to us as well. And as somebody said to me when we first started out, if you truly want to sort of increase and set standards and be supportive of what good governance looks like, then you've got to carry the whole board with you and indeed everyone else who supports the board. And that is the, that is the group of people we're here to serve. There's one final point that I'll make. It's about, and I'll go back to the point of governance. It's, if you look at the roles and responsibilities of board directors five years ago, it was limited to a number of factors. Those factors still exist today. But the increase in the role and the responsibility, the visibility and the oversight of the fund board, whether it's a management company board in Luxembourg, whether it's a fund board in Dublin, whether it's a product subsidiary board in the UK or indeed in any other jurisdiction, they've been dragged into the sunlight. When you get things dragged into the sunlight, you get reflection on lots of different points. During the course of the rest of this afternoon, you'll hear discussions that will cover all of the key areas that FBC focuses on both in terms of product governance, in terms of distribution governance, an area that Brandon will talk about, which Alan reflected on, ESG. ESG and the role of the fund board, we think is going to be a topic that is going to be fundamental to not just everyone in this room, but beyond that as well. What wraps all that together, from my perspective, is the effectiveness of fund boards. The caliber, the quality, the support, the intellect, and the capability of board directors has never been more important today than, than it has in the past. So I'll leave you with one final point, and it's a request on my part. For Luxembourg, we launched a few months ago a skills audit benchmarking study that's fundamental to understanding how the management company board has evolved in its capabilities, in its competences, and in its skills. It's a completely free service. It's, we've, we've got it off the ground. It's had a good start, but it needs a bit more support. So I'm going to be writing to all of you Manco heads here to, to get behind this project because it's fundamentally data that will come right back to you. So I'll leave you with that thought and I'll come back to that later. Alan, thank you very much and enjoy your afternoon. What I'd like to do to begin with is just ask you to sort of set out in your role what are the main things that are concerning you and the CSSF at, at the moment? Well, first of all, thank you very much for, for inviting me. And uh, uh, I, I would say there are things which may concern me, but there are also things which are positive. Uh, and uh, I, I would like to start maybe with that. So <clears throat> I think over the past years, we have seen a number of, of areas. Uh, gov you mentioned governance. You mentioned the importance of board governance here where uh, I think there has been a lot of awareness uh, also in terms of, of the key topics, and I'm sure we are going to address some this afternoon. 
Uh, now, this doesn't avoid that from time to time we do on-site inspections and uh, we also do some off-site uh, work which you do not see but which happens behind the scenes and you will never hear me that the one is more important than the other one otherwise I get in trouble with my teams. So, But um, just speaking about some of the more visible results for you, uh, on, on the governance inspections which we have done in management companies uh, which to some extent also cover uh, investment funds, uh, the key topics which come back is the oversight of, of uh, delegated activities. Now, this is certainly for you nothing really new because I think um, uh, Luxembourg is a good place uh, and uh, it is a place which shows how delegated activities can work. That's certainly what we also have always conveyed to ESMA, to the European Commission, also during recent reviews on IFMD and others. Um, but there's a price to pay for it, which is oversight. So I think it's always the, the principle that you delegate activities, but you never delegate uh, responsibility, which I think is, is, is nothing new for you. So the key topics here would be uh, especially the lack of initial or ongoing due diligence on delegates. Now, um, delegation, by the way, is not just for investment management. It is also for uh, administration activities. It's also for distribution. We see that under IFMD2, probably there will be a clarification how far delegation uh, is really delegation uh, if we speak about distribution. Um, but 44% of all our findings relate to delegated activities, being it initial due diligence, ongoing due diligence, and also the, the key performance indicators which you get during the normal life, actually, of, of the delegations. Another big issue, or big part, not big issue, is risk management. And I'm just saying it here because it's, it's, it's really a topic not to be underestimated. I certainly know that you do not underestimate it. Um, so it's about the risk profiles which we see uh, on the product side and it's also about liquidity risk monitoring and this finding for me is a little bit astonishing uh, in a context where uh, liquidity risk management has been the topic over the past two to three years for, for reasons which are outside of you and my control by the way and it's going to be continuing to be a, a key topic. And then the other area is governance, it's everything which is linked to internal control procedures. Now, because of the prominence of risk management, allow me maybe to take that as an example to show you which type of, of findings we have. So when we look at the internal control functions, and my compliance colleagues will now be pleased to hear that, 52% of the findings are for risk management, not for compliance. Um, <laughs> Now, um, uh, but it also is interesting to see which type of, of findings do we have. And, and that's mainly, again, linked to uh, incomplete risk management uh, procedures and policies. It's about uh, stress testing methodologies. Uh, it's about uh, discrepancies between the data which your risk managers would use and which you receive afterwards as an exception reporting. Uh, and, and I think it, it, there's also an important element here, which is the delegations within the group. Uh, we fully acknowledge and appreciate that the expertise is in different parts of the group and we hope also in Luxembourg. But it's also important that if it comes to flagging important issues, that uh, when we speak to the management company in Luxembourg and to the risk manager, that we uh, get not just the feeling but also the comfort that um, it, is, it is under control. We hope you enjoyed that 15-minute uh, excerpt. If you did and you'd like to find out more about how you can access the full recording uh, or about FBC membership in general, please contact us via our website at funboards.org.